obedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredients. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every right what was your favorite song in this i don't know i know the the zydrate comes in a little glass vial a little glass vial a little glass vial and the little glass vial goes inside of the gun like a battery battery that's all i know i'm the smartest and the toughest i will find a hole and fuck it (laughs) if there ain't one i will make one luigi don't take shit from no one (laughs) i forgot about that one that's that is a good one you're right yeah, that was when like I started getting into this movie, and I was like, okay, yeah, maybe it's pretty cool. But then it just kept, I I don't know, they kept singing. <laughs> you didn't you didn't get enough of of Bill Mosley singing. Yeah, there was more Bill Mosley just singing and just like being absurd. Like I'm okay with it. Right. <laughs> like he's the only reason that I can somewhat stand Rob Zombie movies because he's around a lot. <laughs> right. Right. With that. I'm Caleb, James is here, and we're covering a musical, and for some reason there's two musicals coming out in the Tree of Horror Soup this month, which is just really just not, this wasn't planned, this wasn't supposed to happen, it's really weird. It's musical month. It's fucking musical month, I guess, Merry Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I kinda, sure, yeah, it fits. So before this starts, I'm going to thank a Jacob Castilla Gonzalez. and then I'm going to thank a Peyton, a Jade Newman, a Andrea Smith, then Lindsay Pope, then Tom Newhart, and then Delaney Richardson. You see that? I used two different words in the in the middle. And then? And then, <laughs> and then you can still submit entries for this month's movie poll four days after the release of this episode. That is December 10th of 2021, depending on when you're listening. I don't, maybe you're not releasing, listening at release and it's already passed, so it might have already passed. But this month's theme is the worst horror movie you have ever seen or just like, you know, something that you just really fucking hate that you want us to watch and discuss yeah. for whatever reason. You know, you, something you want to torture us with. So right after the 10th, the polls are going to start. There's going to be four movies. All the most requested ones on there are all going to go up there. You guys are going to get to pick. You're going to make our lives hell. Not only that, two new tiers will be launched by the time this episode is released. The first is improv horror movies and behind the scenes, and that's going to consist of us basically making horror movies off the top of our head. Sometimes we'll do what we've talked about a few times where we like maybe rewrite a movie or like have some kind of outline to it. Uh, the first one I did was with my buddy Brett from Scaraholics, really good buddy, and we did a movie called Hot Snake, and it was starring Brad Dorif. It's about a hot sauce bottle that has, like, a ghost snake inside of it. He's our killer, and it's on, like, the Scooby-Doo Island, and Scrappy-Doo is there. There's, like, a whole merging thing. There's a lot of things going on. That's Hot Snake. That's the first episode. And the second one is with Mr. James right here and Kim the subject of Amityville torture and we made a movie that I'm going to basically call Kim's movie I'm going to say we co-wrote that with Kim she kind of <laughs> yeah, she pretty much did all the work 
that one was a little weird. Like we went in with no topic and we were all just kind of like stumped at the time. We could not figure it out, but we ended up figuring it out. And Kim had a very good like M. Night Shyamalan kind of twist ending to it. That's right. It's called Finding Dienda. And that one's not going to be out immediately, but (laughs) I forgot the title. (laughs) But We can't give you any details about that one. You'll just have to listen and find out. But Hot Snake is going to be out by the time this episode is out and Finding Deanda will be the next episode after that. And then you'll just have to wait and see what else we do. We're going to I'm really excited for that tier. I think that one's really fun. I like doing the the movies that we make up. Maybe we'll make one one day. Maybe. I want to make Hot Snake. I, I kind of like want to make it. <laughs> I want to make Finding Deanda. <laughs> we'll have to polish that one. Nope. No, it's right. As yeah, is. you're right. It's ready. It has to be like a Tusk kind of thing where like it's just exactly how it was in the podcast. <laughs> We're starting principal photography right after the holidays, just so you know. Oh, I can't wait. Someone fund us. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bigger budget. Bigger budget. More blood. <laughs> and the other aspect of that tier is behind the scenes which is pretty much going to be like bonus content that is not limited to but will include like bonus videos bloopers and behind the scenes vlogs james what do you think about the first vlog i showed you right before we started this it's great man it's it's we should really just use some of that footage for finding dienda and just make it a found footage movie Oh, okay. Well, do you have any like initial thoughts or comments about it that you could just give to the listeners just so they have an idea of what this tier is going to be like? Yeah, I mean, so far, it's Caleb slowly putting together a found footage movie starring himself. And he he talks a lot about vlogging. And pretty much anything else that falls under that umbrella, just extra bonus stuff. That's all on patreon.com slash horsesoup if you want to find it. And of course, thank you to Kira Thomas for picking this movie on patreon.com in the pick a movie tier. And that's kind of my preface to this, because I don't know that I ever would have picked this for the show. And actually, when Kira messaged and they said, hey, this is this is what I want you to cover. (laughs) I was like, "Okay, yeah, that sounds really awesome, really cool. And it still was. But I'm very terrified of this conversation. (laughs) I'm scared. It's uh. I think I even texted you in the middle of me watching it, and I just said, I don't hate this movie. Like, I don't want it to come off as like, oh, I just hate the movie, because I don't hate the movie. It just seems to be one that might be a little hard to do an episode about. <laughs> it's very, because it's all musical. Like, there is some, I'd, I'd say maybe there's like five, 50 words total of like not singing dialogue, and then there's one like, that like a uh, Russian gangster, maybe he's like an Italian. He's probably like an Italian gangster. He's more, yeah, he's definitely more Italian gangster. That mob guy. Sometimes when he's <laughs> singing, he sounds like he's talking. But I was like, oh no, you are singing. He's he's technically singing. Yeah. Okay. The preface to this episode is that usually we kind of go scene to scene and we just discuss the things that we think are weird or annoying or just random occurrences. Blah blah blah. I think we're going to be talking about maybe some random occurrences and other things, but we're not particularly going to go scene by scene, most likely at least. I think we're just going to talk about like the atmosphere and like, you know, what we liked in the movie and what was happening and whatnot and what we think it's about. Probably something like that, right? Sure. Yeah, that makes more sense. And that that'll make the conversation um, probably a lot better and make it sound like I'm not just shitting on it because I don't mean to shit on it if I sound like I'm shitting on it. Well, look, my notes are like scribbles from a five-year-old because I really like 
you told me you were writing down like plot point stuff and like you know like timeline <laughs> stuff so i was like oh, okay yeah right. so i'll focus on like other things but i was like i feel like most of this is like timeline because it's like songs and stuff and like right i just didn't know how to write notes to it yeah like if i was a person that was really into musicals and stuff then i feel like of course this would be a breeze you know you could talk about all the intricacies and this that blah 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 but i don't know other musicals so really i'm not comparing this to other things like i guess the only things i can compare it to are like sweeney todd and like rocky horror and like you know a few right. things like that like it definitely has a lot of those feels but it also has like a a futuristic like you know dystopian kind of world kind of thing going on and then it also yeah. feels like a little bit they livey just because when i see big screens and stuff i feel like they're like oh sure yeah that like mass consumerism exactly kinda... yeah, yeah 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 uh i mean i can i go, go ahead and say that like i actually really like the world of this movie I think that the world building in this is probably the thing that they accomplish the best. And there's really, it's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a cool concept, right? Yeah. It's so dark. It's so like the way everything looks is kind of just, I, I like a lot of movies that look like this, you know, and it's like a future looking world and everything just looks real crazy, but also kind of like, like a Mad Maxi version of like something really technologically advanced. Yeah. This really kind of, kind of brings together that like, dystopian like Mad Max style where things are shit but also kind of mixing in that Blade Runner like uh cyberpunk you know like the the billboards and the consumerism and all that it's really kind of blending those two things and giving us a very trashy version of cyberpunk yeah I got a lot out of this like I kind of got like alien vibes like not like alien the movie but like the you know like the the Jimmy Neutron movie where like he's hanging out with the aliens and shit in space like <laughs> they're doing all like those games and stuff like they're doing like <laughs> like right. Olympic games but with aliens it's like that but also like kind of Star Warsy Cloud City if it was destroyed and sure. then like you know there's like New Year's blimps but with like they live stuff on it but it's also a pirate ship and it's also destroyed like <laughs> there's a lot going on with this and it gave me a lot of cool atmosphere for sure throughout the whole movie and i like the characters a lot too the the cast in this is incredible like i feel like if this was if this was a horror movie just through and through and it didn't have the musical element this would be like probably like four to five stars to me and i guess it'd, it'd probably be yeah it'd, it'd be one of one of your favorite movies because honestly the world building in this reminds me a lot of the world building in another great worldy movie that we saw which was hell comes to Frogtown. Like, just how well they flesh out this universe really reminds me of that. And I'm just like, yes, that is, that's just good shit. That's just good, like, storytelling. You know, I don't care what the movie is. Like, that's just good storytelling, hands down, period. Yeah, it's weird, too, because, like, somehow I feel like they didn't exactly establish anything, but they also established a lot with it real fast, really <laughs> easily. And I feel like the whole movie is kind of like kind of based around these three key stories too that we see in like a comic book sequence right and it's all right, based right. it's all like comes back to the mother of the main person in the movie i guess actually i don't even know if i would call her the main person i think i would call like giles the main person <laughs> who's giles the, is that the grave robber um no rupert giles from uh buffy yeah so giles from buffy is uh the main character <laughs> he's an incredible singer like his voice is fucking awesome. It really is. It's really hard because I feel like I'm going to disappoint people with this because I'm only really going to say good things about this, but it just comes down to the fact that 
I don't know how often I could watch this. Yeah. I, I still s- somehow don't like it as much as Sweeney Todd, but it's also been years since I've seen Sweeney Todd, and I could like it less just because I'm not that much of a musical person. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's just... There's something that has kept this movie from really catapulting itself into being like a cult classic. Like, there's, I, I can't tell you what it is. It's, it's missing a little something that this just doesn't have. I think it kind of is a cult classic, though, isn't it? Th- not enough. I mean, think about, just think about like Rocky Horror Picture Show and just like merchandise and like all that kind of stuff. Like, the fact that this, ha- like, the Repo Man himself is one of the like, coolest costume designs I've ever seen. And the fact that I can't go buy a Repo Man mask, like, it's missing something. The same way that, like, Trick or Treat, like, didn't take off for, like, many, many years, and then just now are people actually making, like, Trick or Treat merchandise and realizing how great that movie is. I saw so much Trick or Treat merchandise at Sparrow Halloween this year. It's because uh, the, I forget, Trick or Treat Studios or whoever that is, um, finally got the license for it. And oh. so now they're just pumping out shit like crazy. And, like, the fact that, like, this movie doesn't have that, and I feel like it should. Like, it doesn't have that the way that, you know, A Nightmare Before Christmas or something like that. Like, there's something, like, that is magical that this movie just didn't get right. Uh, even though it's a good movie. It, it's not It's not bad. <laughs> I would also argue that there is something magical about this movie that it has, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's just <laughs> right. Not it's enough. a different, a different kind of magic or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's a different kind or if it's not enough or what it is that just doesn't put this higher for me. But like, I really like this, but at the same time, it also gave me a headache. Yeah, I mean, it being an opera and and just, I mean, basically every conversation is sing song sung to the point where it's it's. A little obnoxious and and forced. I don't know. I feel overstimulated with musicals. Like, I can be at a festival all day. I can listen to, like, music and, like, you know, like, see artists perform for, like, hours and hours. But when it comes to, like, a musical, there's just something about it that loses me. But then again, I also love high school musical. (laughs) But also, I guess I haven't seen high school musicals since I was, like, in middle school. But, like, I don't know. I can't imagine... You know, High School Musical, like, sold, like, the most copies of, like, any DVD, like, almost, like, ever when it came out? No, I didn't know that. I'm too old for High School Musical. I was, like, I was in high school when High School Musical came out, so that was, like, kitty shit. Yeah, I was in elementary when it came out, and then, yeah, it sold, like, more than 7 million copies worldwide. That's pretty wild. <laughs> but not surprising. I mean, I remember it being everywhere. Like, oh, I remember huge. walking through the store and, like, giant displays with the DVD and stuff. Like, it, it was a huge deal. I just was not the target audience, so I didn't understand it at all. Sorry, I just got tagged in an Instagram post that's, like, a... Said that Horror Soup is a spinoff of Night Shift Video? No, it's, like, a stone, like, Greek <laughs> god kind of thing. <laughs> and um, it has Mark Zuckerberg's face on it. And then he's holding sweet baby rays. Of course he is. That's all that we talk about anymore. Is <laughs> fucking Mark Zuckerberg and sweet baby rays. I was just listening to the last episode. Shout, <laughs> Shout out to the guy that just tagged me in that. <laughs> oh, fucking sweet baby rays, baby. So sh- should we should we go through at all? Like even the characters or like how how it opens? Should we should we get to any of that? 
A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's starring names like Paris Hilton, Bill Mosley, Anthony Head, Sarah Brightman, um, Alexa Panavega. I'm sure I'm sure I'm pronouncing that right. But if you know who that is, that's Carmen Cortez from Spy Kids. Oh, was it really? That's the fucking that's the oh. sister of Junie Cortez in Spy Kids. And I feel like Spy Kids is another thing that I just talk about all the time. It's either it always comes down to the Thumb Kids or Robert Rodriguez or something else and I end up at Spy well, yeah, Kids. Yeah, that's because that the fact that those movies got made is a miracle. Robert Rodriguez was literally making B movie horror on the Disney Channel. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking awesome. He was making the greatest things in the world. I love Spike. <laughs> he really was. You're not wrong. And then Junie Cortez, the actor, the actor was in something that I covered. I can't remember what it was. He was in some horror movie I covered. Oh, whatever. That's yeah. useless information. <laughs> and then also, if you've ever seen the Saw series, there's like seven actors that were in Saw that were in this as well. Yeah, well, the director is the guy who did, what, two, three, and four, and the new one? Most of them, aside from, like, the first one, and then, like, a few Oh, most of the sequels? Yeah, he did, I think, like, up to five, actually, or something like that. Okay. I was going to say, and he did he Spiral. did Spiral, too. He did the newest one, which sucked. I didn't see it. It sucked. It's bad. That was the one with Chris Rock, right? Yep. I had really high hopes. He's really bad in it. Wasn't Samuel Jackson in that, too? Yep, he's also really bad. Are you serious? That's really disappointing. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is definitely the best part, but it's still rough. And it also feels like Samuel L. Jackson literally just made up all of his lines, which might be true. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Well, the play and the screenplay were written by Darren Smith and Terrence Zundich. Z- Zundich? I'm definitely pronouncing that one wrong, but <laughs> we're going to get past that. Um, this was originally... A play. I think it started in like 2002 or something like that. Like it was supposed to be a play, but also a movie. Sure. Yeah. I mean, clearly you don't you don't have these types of images in your brain and not want to put them on film in some way. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of this that goes really well in a movie. And honestly, like, I think it's a good horror movie and it's better than a lot of horror movies that have been covered on the show. Like the kills in it are really good. The story to it is really good. I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it, the, the music fucking lost me. <laughs> it doesn't help that, I mean, we, we we touched on it before we started, but we haven't said it yet on recording. And I feel like we'd be shitty if we didn't, even though it's a shitty thing to say. Like, the music kind of sucks. Dude, it does. There was this, I watched a lot of behind the scenes and interviews and also like cast interviews too. And I have a lot of respect for this movie because... Everyone involved in it looked like they really put a lot of love into it, too. And apparently it was like 50,000 short of production. And Paris Hilton did like because she's a, a DJ at like nightclub. She's been doing it for years and years. Right. And she went and did like a DJ set and earned the $50,000 and just gave it like straight to them to like keep doing the movie because they were going to have to pause production for a little while. And she was like, no, I want to keep doing this. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, I love stuff like that. And also, like, Bill Mosley, he just, he said he was at a con, and he, like, years before or something, he went with one of his buddies to a play of Repo the Genetic Opera, and he loved it. And then he was at a con, like, some kind of uh, horror movie con, and he overheard them, like, doing, like, talking about Repo the Genetic Opera over at, like, their booth. And then he walked over, and he was like, hey, that sounds really cool, like... What, what do you think about like me being in that they were like oh, right. yeah, fuck can yeah. i get in there yeah and they were like yeah let's do this so like i do love that there was a lot of love put into this a lot of cool stuff in the background everyone seemed like they had a great time doing it what, what was i starting this out with <laughs> we were talking we were talking about how much the music sucks so and going into the background of all of that i found out i think it was from darren like one of the writers he was like, yeah, like, I really wanted this to have, like, a punk kind of feel and, like, this, that, blah, blah. So he was like, we would get punk people in, like, you know, making the music. And then it would, like, sometimes it would be, like, you know, just shitty and raspy and suck or whatever. But we were like, no, yeah, that's what we want. And I'm like, I don't, like, I get it because it does fit with the vibe, like, the dystopian, like, bullshit and just, like, heavy, like, you know, punk, just fucking angry, like, whiny shit, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of right. the times in this, it really just... It feels like the music should be a lot better than it is, but it's not. It should be. It should be. Uh, I mean, that's that's definitely how I feel about it. You you made a rock opera, is what you made, but you made a rock opera with terrible music. Yeah, it's not like Todd's from BoJack Horseman. It's it's not like Todd's. It's not. It's not like what was it called? Newtopia. Oh yes. <laughs> It's not like that. Like the the music's just not good. It's not that the singing is bad either or like any of yes. the uh actors are like bad singers or anything like that. Yep. Like they're all really talented. Their vocals sound great. Paris Hilton sounds great. Fucking Anthony Head sounds wonderful. Like everyone involved is killing it. It's just like the actual instruments being played just sounds like you just got like some 17 year olds that are in a shitty punk band that are like, yeah, dude, play a fucking A and a D chord over and over again. Yup, that's exactly what it is. And and me as, you know, a guitar player, like I listened for that shit. And at some point the guitars were just like in the like I'm listening for the music and like there's just like the guitars are just a, a layer of hiss and fuzz just like and like you can't even tell like where the chord changes are and i'm like this sucks it's <laughs> distortion with like no good sides to it you know like you could use distortion and make it sound really cool and good oh, yeah. like if you're playing good music behind it but if you're just playing like bullshit and you're just distorting it it just sounds terrible yeah i mean it it sounds like it was recorded on i mean musicians might understand it sounds like the guitar for this was recorded on like a line six spider amp like it's it's rough and we definitely sound very snobby right now and i understand that (laughs) so snobby and i'm in my fucking robe i know you're literally in a robe right now which is so ridiculous (laughs) you told me to wear one too and i was thinking about looking for one then i was like i'm not gonna do that (laughs) i'm just gonna sit on this ski slope it's perfect I, I feel like that probably had to have been what this was missing because I don't know. Like, like I said, I remember liking Sweeney Todd and maybe it was because the music was better. Yeah. I like Cannibal the musical, but you know what? Funny musicals. I feel like I put into a different category, like, you know, like the book of Mormon and like Cannibal, but that's also just Trey Parker, Matt Stone stuff. Maybe I just like Trey Parker, Matt Stone musicals, which we, you just like everything that they do. Yeah. So, so like that kind of, <laughs> like I feel like I'm biased if I put that into the equation like i'm looking at other things that are kind of in this category yeah no i i I get that so we have all those people and then the dudes that produced this mark berg and orin clueless clueless that's definitely like a 
some kind of thing I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> they produced a bunch of unimportant stuff, all the Saw movies, Repo naturally, and then Two and a Half Men. Oh, that's weird. It's so fucking weird. The only thing that I could like equate it to is they like Charlie Sheen. I guess. But like, I don't know if they like kept doing it when Ashton Kutcher got involved or if like they like <laughs> stopped and someone else started. I don't know. But I don't know, man. If you get the opportunity to cash a paycheck on a Chuck Lore movie, I think you just take that opportunity. I guess. Or so, a man. Chuck Lore show because as shitty as all of his shows are, they just print money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, with Charlie Sheen at the head of it in his prime days. Right. I mean, he was definitely still doing a lot of cocaine, but like everyone loved it at the time. Oh, yeah, we were fine with it then. What did he do again that, like, sent him off? I can't remember what it was. I forget. I forget. I remember it being a big thing for a while. Like, everyone was talking about it. Yeah. I don't remember what it is at all. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Charlie Sheen just has done so many, like, insane things throughout my childhood that, like, they were like, (laughs) he did another insane thing. He's gone. And I was like, hasn't he been doing that? Like, I don't remember what he did. Maybe he did something, like, very bad, and I'm just, like, being ignorant right now, but... I don't remember. I might I might be wrong, but I think he ended up leaving the show because of money. I think he was asking for like more money and they're like, "Bro, you already get like 7 million an episode. You're not getting more money." You know what? I'm going to just look this up at this point cuz now we've kind of festered <laughs> on it. Now we have to know. No, yeah, he was booted. He was dangerously self-destructive. Drug and alcohol abuse, yeah, assault, Sheen. outbursts of rage. See, this is why I forgot it. Doesn't he always do that? I was going to say, that's just who he is, right? Like, you knew you were getting that when you hired him. I thought that was always that. That's like hiring Liam Neeson and not expecting him to piss his pants. You know what, though? Now that I think about it, I listened to, like, a whole hour and a half podcast of him explaining why it all happened, and I don't remember a single bit of it. (laughs) It was, like, a year ago that I watched it. Gonna have to do it again. Figure it out. Wow, he was earning $1.8 million per episode. It was insane. I remember that. <laughs> crazy. Just insane amounts of money for a single episode. Bro, I would do just about anything <laughs> to get paid that much for one episode of television. That's so crazy. I would never fuck that up. It's like, you tell me to do it and I'll do it. I don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> Looks like he called Chuck Lore a stupid, stupid little man. <laughs> he wasn't hashtag winning. It wasn't about the tiger blood. I forgot blood. about hashtag winning. <laughs> I forgot all about that shit. Oh my god. Yeah. So winning. It, it it seems like he wasn't hashtag winning. It wasn't about the tiger blood. And Chuck Lore was a stupid, stupid little man. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. I'm glad we got that out of the way. That that makes me feel a lot better to know. That was very important. Yeah, I would have felt a little like <laughs> just off if I didn't get that out. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Did you know that this had a budget of eight and a half million and it only made like a hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars? What lost a lot, a lot of money. When I first read it, I read it wrong and I kind of just glanced by it because I was like, you know, looking into other stuff and I was gonna come back to it. And I go through and I saw eight point five million and I thought it said that they made a hundred eighty-eight million. I was like, oh, okay, I guess like a big musical, maybe people were aware of it or something like that. And I go back and I was like, that says thousand. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, so that's why they don't make more of these. Apparently, this was <laughs> this was always supposed to be the middle of a trilogy, and there was supposed to be a prequel and then a sequel to this. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so there's supposed to be a lot more story to this, but 
and and they said um that it was supposed to be done but then they did an update later and apparently i don't know who owns it now but they don't own the production oh. rights and whatnot to it anymore so they can't make it they were like it's not in our hands anymore right I can only assume it's because the dudes that uh, produced Two and a Half Men were like, yeah, we're selling this IP. You've done Saw for <laughs> us. You've done, like, well, mainly Saw. It was like the Saw stuff. You've done Saw for us, and it yeah. made us a lot of money, so we'll keep doing that. But this made us no money, so your idea is scrapped. Yeah, it's like, no, we're done with this. Yeah, so I think it's kind of just gone now. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's pretty much where this movie stands right now. Also, there was a short that they made for this. There was like a 10-minute short they made to like pitch it. They were like, all right, we're not going to make this movie. It sounds stupid. Yeah, I, I saw that on IMDb. I didn't watch it, though. I didn't try to find it. I didn't find it. I tried to look for it a little bit. Oh, okay. It's always hard to find those shorts that are like... Right. Those like proof of concepts. Yeah, yeah. it took me so long to find um Into the Woods, which is like... The precursor to Evil Dead, the one that's Evil Sam, Dead. Yeah. It took me so long to find that. Yeah. So fucking long. I own it now, so I'm glad, but. <laughs> yeah, that one got like an 8.2 on IMDb, while this overall movie got a 6.6, .6, and then it got a 40% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and a 70% from the audience. Wow. That's still higher audience than I expected. Yeah, the audience went pretty well, and I think it is because this did get like. Obviously, like we said, not as big as a cult following as like Rocky Horror and other stuff, but it did sure. gain a cult following. Yeah, it it was definitely a Netflix and DVD movie. Yeah, and maybe that's just in reference to, hey, we only made 180,000 and now more people like it than that. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that it did that I thought was really cool and interesting is obviously it uses a lot of green screen and CGI. But for some reason, even with the age that it is, Does not when look it's bad. doing... It doesn't look bad. It looks really good. The movie looks How'd great. How'd they make it not look bad? <laughs> Probably because they had $8 million. <laughs> but it looks pretty damn good. Because they put a lot of money into this. And a lot of people kept saying, like, because of the low budget and the budget cups this and this, that, blah, blah. And I was like, you had $8 million. Like, that's impressive. But I think it, it was all shot on one soundstage, apparently. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Like, the whole set. That's nuts. I mean, they did a lot of set building and a lot of, like, swapping shit out to make this movie. Oh, yeah. Big time. And I think it's really cool when they, they do it a couple times throughout the film where they kind of transition from, like, CG, like, looking up at the city skyline, and then it makes it look like the camera is panning down onto a live-action scene. And they just blend the two seamlessly. And, and it, it looks, looks awesome. great. There's, like, no, like, there's no hiccups in it, really. Yeah, it's sweet. The atmosphere in this movie is 10 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. I really love how this movie looks. I love how everything plays out. I love how it was edited, too. I love a lot of things about this, but... And my, I already know that my rating's gonna kind of throw people off at the end of this, probably. <laughs> anyway, so we could probably get into this now. Like, we could start about with the, with the intro, because the intro is very similar to the trailer, which I did watch already, by the way. Um... The trailer has, like, a bunch of comic book strips, and they quickly give us a setup for the movie. And they're like, you want organs? You'll get them. But if you can't pay the repo, man is going to come and get you. <laughs> yep. Which, again, awesome concept for a horror movie. Cool concept. I love that. You have to physically tear people open to get what you need. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and he's doing the whole thing dressed as, like, a Batman doctor. Like a plague doctor Batman. 
in, yeah, in a mind. Yeah, it's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said a little bit ago, the movie kind of revolves around these comic book backstories of each person that leads back to Marnie. And Marnie is the wife of Anthony Head. His name's Nathan in the movie. He's the wife right. of, what's her name? Colomi? Solomon? The mother of Shiloh? Shiloh, there we go. Yeah, she's the mother of Shiloh. And Nathan's backstory is basically that his wife was really sick. He was super in love with her. She was pregnant with his kid. And he thought of a cure. He's like a scientist kind of dude, kind of like reanimator-ishy a little bit, right. like a weird dystopian reanimator. And he gets this serum, and he's like, I'm going to cure her with this, but it ends up killing her. And that's the first story that we hear. And then a little bit after that, we'll hear the mob boss's story. His name's what, Roddy? Yeah. Or Rody, maybe? Rody? Yeah, Rody. So Rody is the dude that was with Marnie before Nathan was. He was in love with her. They were dating. They were about to get hitched or whatever, and then she left him for Nathan which is so unbelievable because this man is terrible. He's disgusting. Dude, when I saw her, I was like, because she's gorgeous. Right. She is beautiful. And I'm like, okay, Anthony Head, he's at least cool as fuck. And he's like, definitely better looking than Honestly, he's not a bad looking man. Like, he's not. No, he's fine. He's older he for sing. sure. And like, yeah, but he's he's fine. Maybe unbiased because I like Giles, but. <laughs> no, this guy is a, a rat mob boss of a man. Dude, he's like, he's like a fucking real small Wilson Fisk but like also kind of yeah. like Danny DeVito also a little bit like Danny DeVito you're not wrong he's fucking disgusting like he is repulsive and I cannot believe for a <laughs> second that this beautiful woman was ever with him he hasn't no, I mean I guess he's powerful or whatever but whatever right I guess that's it but anyway he's pissed because Marnie left him, so when he finds out I don't, also I don't know how he would ever find out that he was working on this serum like did he just tell him I I don't know. He I don't is his know. boss. He, the whole thing is he's Nathan's boss. Right. But, yeah. And also, that's so weird, too. Like, how he, the whole thing was like, he, okay, well, let me finish this statement real quick. He finds out he's going to cure her, so he puts poison in it, and that ends up killing her. And the whole. That's what kills her. Yeah, yeah. the whole struggle of this is that Nathan never tells his daughter. She also has the, like, incurable disease or whatever. She's really sick. She never goes outside. And he's trying to hide the fact that he killed his mother from her, and then also the fact that he's the repo man. And then the whole backstory, like, twist kind of thing. It's not really a twist because we all know as the audience, but the whole right. backstory is that. The mob boss, Roddy, actually killed her. Yeah, right. But the whole thing with him is like, he, I don't get how he, he was like, yeah, this is the perfect plan. They would never know. And it works. I mean, they never fucking know. They have no clue. But I'm like, <laughs> how would you not know? If he was your boss, wouldn't you already know that they were dating and you just stole your boss's chick? That's what I'm thinking. I'm I'm assuming that Nathan is somehow not supposed to know. Dude, he should be your worst enemy. He should be your opposition. You should, like, the first second that it went wrong, you should have been like, no, I'm a great scientist. Fucking Roddy was involved with this. Yeah, I think for some reason he's not supposed to know that Roddy was, his, was Marnie's ex, which doesn't make sense, but I guess, okay. Now that I think about it, though, does West Side Story make sense? No. I mean, it's just a mu it's just a musical plot point, right? Yep. This is another thing where if I liked musical more musicals more, I wouldn't be thinking you about just this aspect breeze right as past much. it, yeah. not even talk about it. Yeah, it would be like, oh, of course, it's a Does plot point. Does Greece make sense, Caleb? Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound like we know more about musicals than we do? Rest in peace, Stephen Sondheim. Does Les Mis make sense, Caleb? <laughs> um. <laughs> 
But anyway, <laughs> like it is one of those things where I guess when it comes to movies, when you throw a plot point in out of nowhere and it doesn't make sense, it's like, all right, fuck you. Why'd you do this? And you have to have a good reason for it to be OK. But then in a musical, like they do that all the time. It doesn't matter. Right. I mean, things are, are pretty kind of incestuous and just like like everything has to be tied together. Right. You know, that's a funny word for that. Uh, but anyway we have one more story and it's blind mag and roddy the gangster guy cured her of her blindness she has like these weird crazy eyes which by the way i love everything about her she's probably my cool robot eyes i think she's my favorite character yeah she's fucking awesome dude she's also r2d2 but you know she makes little holograms But she was cured from her blindness by Roddy because he has, like, I don't know, big powers and connections and blah, blah, blah. Well, he owns Geneco, which is, like, the company that, like, gives people organs and shit. So he got her robot eyes. He is the owner of the Genetic Opera. Yep. So she her blindness was cured, but I guess she signed a contract and it was signed in blood. <laughs> Play that song, Slayer, Raining Blood, whoever edits this. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess we'll get right on that. So I guess <laughs> if you want to start, you can take it. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just gonna start planting seeds that I've been editing all your shit this whole time. You don't do anything. I sound like fucking. <laughs> I'm just like fucking big money now, and I'm like, yeah, I got people editing my shit for me. <laughs> I got the help doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess with all that, we could get into whatever this conversation is going to be. I have no idea how this is going to go from here. This is like, I'm glad we got a lot. We got a good amount of like, I feel like we talked about this movie a lot with that. So I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Well, it's one of those things that like, as far as like, kind of what we said, like if we were to go scene by scene, like, I feel like I would just be like reading to you a plot synopsis off of Wikipedia. And, like, that's not really what the movie's about. It's not about the plot. It's not about the individual events that happen. It's about the entire experience and the atmosphere and the world building and the characters and how they look and how they sound and how they feel. It's it's way more about that than it is about the story because the story is pretty dumb, really. Like, And this movie almost made me wonder if I can ever cover something like Sweeney Todd or Rocky Horror or something because I've thought about covering Rocky Horror specifically in the past and now I'm sure. second-guessing it. It's the same like when we covered Cats, which is fucking, like I said, fucking, that's coming out on Patreon this month. For some reason, we have some other cat shit going on. I <laughs> was having so many issues talking about that movie, and, like, I was excited to talk about it, and I wanted to talk about it, and I was like, fuck yeah, Cats, not a lot of thoughts about it, but when I tried to write notes on it and talk about it, like, just the way I would a normal movie, it was impossible. It's like for musicals, they almost it almost almost feels like it needs to be like a mini episode where you don't really talk about it. Because what do you say? Like, and then they sang a song, and then they sang a song, and then they sang a song. Like that's all you're saying. Well, like I said, I'm sure people that listen to a lot or watch a lot of musicals are involved in a lot of them. Right. They can talk about these really, really well. They could do a full episode. They could probably do like a fucking three hour episode or something more context to like reference other things and say, Oh, this was kind of like that or whatever. We're, we're kind of like blind here. Yeah. I'm just going in this, but okay. The first song is about a man who will rip your heart out of your chest. And that's the repo man. It occurs while a girl is being chased. She gets her throat slit and her heart ripped out real fast. And by the way, I'm pretty sure I got the kill count right on this, but it's possible that I'm off a couple, but I'm 
pretty comfortable with it. Nice. Anyway, the mob boss, Roddy, he has a giant chair, just like all mob bosses should. I did like what they built for him. They gave him one of those good tables. He had like, you know, henchmen right behind him. He was like slamming on the table and he had like, I think he had like a cup with like some whiskey in it or something. Yeah. I like all that. That's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> he's a tiny little mob boss. And apparently he's dying of some disease. Kind of ironic because he's murdering people who have chronic illnesses. So kind of deserving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a doctor who comes and breaks the news to him. He's like, hey, buddy, I got, I got this news for you. I'm sorry, but uh, apparently you're dying. And he's like, what would you say to me? Get him, boys. <laughs> Yeah, and his uh, his twin bodyguard, just one of his twin bodyguards, just shoot the doctor in the head. Yeah, his gooniths. Well, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> like, dude, it's just, it's the definition of killering the delivery boy. Right, right. Don't don't kill the messenger. Well, they killed the messenger. Don't kill the messenger, man. He didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also okay. So he has kids. One of them is a guy with different faces, and apparently he can, like, switch his faces, and, like, but it's not easy for him to do. He has to, like, go through some struggles to it, so, like, he's a, he's attached to whatever expression he has on until he can, like, you know, get to a changing room. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty shocking, the way it looks, if I'm being honest. It's terrifying. I very much like it. It's, like, a weird yeah. leather face with, like, Jason straps, but it's also affixed to his face. Right, it's creepy. And it's like kind of like We Happy Few, like that game, you know, kind of like yeah. smile going to it. Yeah, uh-huh. I like it. It's pretty damn cool. I kind of was disappointed with his character, though. I feel like he didn't do much. I feel like we didn't get enough of him. If you're going to have someone that looks like that, give us more. I thought he was going to be one of the main ones and he was going to be like insane, but Bill Mosley was his brother and he kind of took his shine like a lot. Yeah, so you got the brothers and then you have uh, Amber Sweet who is Paris Hilton. Wait, they're kind of like the Three Stooges. <laughs> Don't you think? They are They are the Three Stooges. Actually, they're Ren and Stimpy, and then Paris Hilton is just there. That that works, too. Yeah. Like, Bill Mosley's Ren, Face Guy's Stimpy, Paris Hilton right, is... Right, yeah. I don't know exactly who she is. I don't know who she is either, but what happens to her at the end is pretty great. She's one of my favorite parts of this movie as well. Like, I don't know where I'd rank it, but it definitely is Blind Meg, Paris Hilton, Bill Mosley, and actually Anthony Head would be lower on it. He'd be like the yeah. fourth, and I thought he would be like my top three in this. Right. That makes sense. Dude, it was great. Paris Hilton, like everything I heard about it too, they were all like, yeah, I don't know about having Paris Hilton in this. I think it's kind of like the same share complex that I was talking about like in the last episode of Scream with the Witches of Eastwick thing. Sure. It's like, yeah. yeah, we don't want a big name attached to this because then it just turns into this and then they said she showed up they were like all right fuck it let's do this and then like there was an interview like a comic-con interview where they're like all sitting down and he the i think it was darren like the writer or whatever he was mm-hmm. like yeah i'm sorry like no offense but like i thought you were just gonna be real like bas- he was basically saying i thought you were gonna be ditzy and like stupid and just like annoying right. and like i didn't want to deal with it but then he was like then you came in and you like were really articulate with your words and like you seemed really smart and like you were using words that I didn't know <laughs> and it was like and then I like this and then he said he gave her like a song to learn and come and sing the next day and he was like her voice was incredible she delivered it crazy well and then she was like really cool with just not being Paris Hilton in the movie like just kind of like taking on a different role and he was like she turned into someone else yeah she kills it dude she's so good in this <laughs> like so, like I I'm an avid lover of Paris Hilton, so, like, I'm pretty much fine with her anyway, but, like, she is genuinely 
holding her own in this in a really, really good, like, professional way. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she kills it. It's great. So, yeah, she's one of Ritter's, whatever his name is, kids. <laughs> Roddy. Yeah, yeah. Raleigh. Okay. She's one of Raleigh's kids. Face guy is, and so is Bill Mo. His name's, like, Luigi Legoso or something. Yeah. <laughs> Luigi Roddy. Or, no, Largo. Their last name's Largo. Largo, Sorry. there you go. Yeah. And they're all fighting for R- Rugo's inheritance. <laughs> right, yeah. They all want the company to be left to them with all the money. And so they're kind of like all kind of vying for for who, who's going to be the child that, that gets it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next thing is, well, I guess, fuck, dude. See, it, it's, it's a song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll keep because them the vultures songs never guessing. stop. I'll keep them vultures guessing, baby. I'm just gonna sing everything like Frank Sinatra. I'll keep them vultures guessing, honey, <laughs> darling. <laughs> that okay. was that was like the mob boss. I don't remember how he depicted it. Yeah, I kind of. I that was he. He didn't want people to know that he was dying, and he he didn't want anyone to know who he was gonna give the company to. Oh. Keep vultures guessing. Yeah, yeah I will. <laughs> that's dead on. This is exactly what it was like. This is what he said. All right, whatever. We got a ghost fly at nine minutes. Ghost fly? Yeah, it was like a ghost fly with a stinger. Yeah, I thought it looked kind of like a scorpion. It was a ghost fly scorpion. It was a flying scorpion. I called it a. I called it a glowy scorpion. <laughs> yeah, it was like a glow bug scorpion fly. Yeah, that's never really explained, is it? Um, no, I have no fucking clue she's what that just, was. She's just chasing it, and we don't know why. I thought that was going to be the main plot point of the movie. I thought it was going to have something to do with the movie. I thought it was going to, like, save her later, like, do something. I don't know. Right, right. It was just, I thought it was going to be, like, Navi from, like, you know, The Legend of Zelda. Listen. Listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was just, like, she She was like, oh, I didn't catch it. And they were like, this butterfly is really crazy. And then you never saw it again. I was like, wait, what the fuck? You never see it again. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I guess we just move over to a graveyard after that. I guess we're still kind of going scene by scene, whatever. <laughs> just gonna, I guess we got out our feelings about a lot of intricacies and things in the middle of these scenes that we're going to skip. Yeah, and make it just means that about. this part can go quick. Exactly. Right? People just won't be as mad about us skipping over things. We pretty much discussed. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. So we're at like a grave robbing musical, which is the grave robber guy. I thought he was going to have a bigger role, too. Yeah, he kind of just serves as like the narrator. He's He's not really that much of a character. Is he narrating? Kind of, in a way. He's he's like explaining to us how the universe works a little bit. Kind of like the beginning of Aladdin. You know how there's like the guy who has the little shop or whatever? He's kind of like that guy. You know, my brother was just telling me last night that he, oh, well, he, he came over and he brought us some uh, Indian food. And he said he went inside the place and there was just a giant mural of Aladdin on the wall. That's amazing. I feel like someone like, was messing with the owners, and they told them they needed that. And I feel like that's just so not right. Like, Aladdin's not... That's, that's not accurate. It's still awesome. You know, when, like, we were talking about, like, you know, when, like, uh, like foreign people, like, come to America, and they're trying, like, really hard to be American, so, like, yeah, this, that, that. I feel like someone was like, yeah, dude, you need a, like, portrait of Aladdin up there. And they were like, oh, shit, okay, yeah. And someone just 
taking advantage of these poor fucking people. <laughs> Maybe they really like Aladdin, bro. It's so fucked. <laughs> so bullshit. <laughs> Anyway, they're doing this grave robbing thing. I guess he's grave robbing and Shiloh. Why is she there? Because she's look. She's chasing the bug. Oh, that is why she was there. She chased the bug to the graveyard. Okay, so I still don't know why the bug exactly. What it's why she wants the bug. We don't know why she wants I the guess bug because it's glowing. Why wouldn't you want a glowing bug? I guess. I guess, but yeah. So the the grave robber is harvesting this blue shit out of all these dead bodies which is this thing called Zydrate. And what it is is this chemical that is apparently the body produces like right before death, and so he can get it off of like dead people. And then he sells it as a really strong like painkiller drug. Okay, so it's Tylenol, like the blue gel? Yeah, but, but stronger. Okay, like Advil. so she passes out in the graveyard from low blood pressure or something uh blood pressure related occurrences um occurrences fuck whatever and she wakes up bald in front of her father she's just always bald she wears wigs right um yeah she's bald that's why she has a really bad wig i thought the fbi took her away and then they shaved her (laughs) is that not what it seemed like no no, because I, I thought that her wig already looked terrible, and I was going to, like, make fun of her for having a wig, yeah. but no, the character's actually supposed to be wearing a wig. Okay. Because she basically has, like, cancer. Okay. I'm following. Got it. <laughs> I was going to be like, look how bad her wig is, then I'm like, oh, it's Yeah, it looks like you're the dick cancer. now. <laughs> <laughs> so she wakes up bald in front of her father, which is Anthony Head, Nathan, and... They sing a Don't Want to Lose You song. He's like, don't want to lose you, daughter, baby. Don't want to lose you. It's Christmas time, baby. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely what happens. And then she's infected by genetics. Sure. Don't infect my genetics, baby. I don't want them infected, doll. <laughs> It's basically like she's uh, she's inside this room that's like a mix of like a little girl and a rebellious teenage girl. And then she's like, I hate being sick. I don't want your genes. Now I'm going to go outside and do some things. God damn it. I hate that you found a ride. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <clears throat> um, shortly after that is whenever Shiloh gets a message from Roddy saying that he knew her mother and he can help her find a cure. I really wish Roddy was played by Rowdy Roddy Piper. That would have been great, actually. That would have been a great casting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Shiloh is supposed to go meet Roddy wait, wait, at wait. her mother's grave. But you forgot, right before that, there's a song about um, Nathan being a shitty father. It's like, don't be a shitty father. I can't listen to you do that for every single song in this movie. 
you record that separately and input it where it's supposed to go. Because I'm going to be here all fucking night. Mom, baby Shiloh, don't leave. Good fucking God. I just can't even handle that. And then we get a we get a pirate song that's like, we're on a technological pirate boat, baby. <laughs> There's a screen on it. Um, yeah, I can go back to what you were saying. Okay, so Shiloh meets Roddy at her mom's grave, right? And then they have a really terrible song where they're just singing at each other. It's not really a song. They're just talk singing at I each other. I was going to say, Roddy is definitely not singing. He's speaking. <laughs> He's trying to sing. It's it's really awkward and bad. Um, and during that time, that's whenever Nathan has the guy in his, like, lab with, like, the torture room. This movie jumps around a lot from, like, there's a lot of things that are all happening at the same time. That's true. There's a lot of things happening. <laughs> <laughs> so Nathan's got another guy tied up, another another uh repo organ person. So he's like ripping out this guy's organs while he's singing a song about oh, it. Oh, I love this part actually. Yeah, this part was really good. When he put his arm inside of the guy's body and like made his <laughs> like start talking with his mouth and made him like sing with him. He was like he was like, Don't be a dead guy, my hand is in your body, baby. <laughs> That part is really, really good. Dude, like, that's awesome. Imagine controlling someone's... Like, he has his whole fucking fist up there. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. He fisted this guy inside of his stomach. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. Like I said, again, would make a great horror movie. Uh, after that is when we now meet Blind Mag um, at this, like, carnival night market thing. It's like open air market. Yeah, and then Bill Millsley like kills a guy for bringing him the wrong coffee. I think he brought him decaf or something, and he was pissed. <laughs> Is this when Shiloh gets trapped in that medical tent? Yes. Yeah, and then that's when she gets like a Star Wars style call from her dad, like on her little. Actually, it's like a Spy Kids style call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little, the little video call. Yeah, her little wristwatch. Yeah, and she, there's like noises in the background, and he's like, "What's that?" She's like, "What's what?" And then the music, the noise happens again, and he's like, "That." <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, I have my window open. <laughs> yeah, and right around this time, too, is where we see uh, Paris Hilton's first song. And we, like, get all this information that, like, she's, Am she's Amber Sweet, and she's, like, addicted, addicted to... Addicted to the knife, baby! Where... <laughs> fucking... <laughs> to the knife. Dude, she looked beautiful here. So we find out she's addicted to plastic surgery, essentially. And so she, in turn, that makes her addicted to Zydrate because she needs the painkillers because she's in just constant agony because she's always getting her face cut open. Pretty fair. Pretty fair. Yeah. So uh, she's got a problem. Everyone everyone has problems. Yeah, they in do. This movie. <laughs> they do. So Roddy decides that it's time for Blind Mag... To get her eyes repossessed. Yep, and Nathan gets assigned with the task of basically yep. killing Blind Mag, who was also the best friend of his wife. Right, so he's not really down for it. Yeah, he's not down for it, and we also she's going to head over to his house and start talking to Shiloh, um, and she's basically going to be like, oh, hey, you're alive? I thought you weren't. I thought you didn't exist. I thought you were like, yeah, your dad said you died. Yeah. And he's, she's <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? You said she died. He's like, yeah, well, she's sick. She's a bubble girl. Stay away from her. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty weird. That's whenever we get to see her uh, R2-D2 eyes, though, because she's showing Shiloh, like, a hologram of her mom. Yeah, pretty, again, really cool. It's, it's, a, it's a special effect that probably should look really cheesy, but it looks great. I love it. And then they sing that song 17 because, like, they pretty much get to the point where um, Nathan is like, hey, Shiloh, get the fuck out of here. I mean, not Shiloh. Yep. She's like, He's like, hey, Blind Mag, get the fuck out of here. And Shiloh's like, hey, no, she's going to get murdered. The repo man's trying to steal her eyes. He's like, yeah, well, it's not a problem. Other people worry about that. Right, because she doesn't realize that her dad is the repo man. So he kicks her out, and then she's like, I hate you, Dad. I'm 17. 17, 17 is lemon jeans. Yeah, and she ends it with, Daddy's girl is a fucking monster. <laughs> and then Nathan slaps the shit out of her. Wait, does he? How did I miss that? He slaps the fuck out of her. That's how they end the song. What? I missed that. She's, she sings the lyrics, Daddy's girl is a fucking monster. And he's just like, bam. Damn, okay. <laughs> Okay, fucking Giles. I don't remember seeing that energy from you and Buffy. Except for that one episode where you were like, fucking bad Giles on Halloween. Ba- bad Giles, yeah. <laughs> Dude, and that 17 song, it sounded exactly like a pop-punk version of the Save Ferris song, Under 21. If you've watched this movie and you haven't heard that song or vice versa, just go listen to them both. And I'm telling you right now, it's the same fucking thing. I'll have to check it out. It's terrible. I'll, I know that much. She, what's the, how's the Save Ferris one go? I think it's like... Everything sucks when you're under 21. Something like that. (laughs) So Amber Sweet, we flash back to her now because she got super fucked up in her last surgery and she's just like covered in scars so much. She, her face is so fucked up that her own father gags so hard (laughs) that it almost makes him have a heart attack. (laughs) And honestly, same. She did not look good. She just looked like I puked. It was pretty bad, dude. I'm not used to seeing Paris Hilton like that. It's rough. It is. It is not a good look. Do that. Mo- There's that one movie that Paris Hilton's in. It's like she's hot. She's not, or something like that. Like that sounds right. Yeah, like she's the hot. She's the not. Something like that. And like the cover is just this girl is just like you know like the every old depiction of a nerdy girl where they have boils on their face and like stupid ponytails right, that right. are just like off center and like weird little gla- like giant glasses and stuff. Yeah, And the whole premise is like, Paris Hilton's hot, and she gets a date, and she's like, you can date me, but you gotta get someone to fuck my ugly friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like she came out kind of looking like the ugly friend in that movie. Yeah, she did. Um, right after Amber leaves, then Roddy sings a song that tells us his entire plan about how he plans to leave Shiloh all of his money. Yeah. I don't really know why. Yeah, he's basically just like, fuck my kids, Shiloh can get yep. it, I guess. Yep, basically. Yeah, and then he's like, well, he keeps telling her that he has a cure for her. He does keep telling her that. I don't know why. He also well, has this her. weird thing. Is he trying to murder her, though? I think he does love I her. I think at first he was trying to murder or no, Maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I just got the feeling that he was trying to murder her at first. But then I guess you're right. As, as farther it goes, he's just trying to get her into his life, I guess. He says this thing multiple times. He says, if he says, if Nathan never showed up, you would be my daughter. And I don't know if he fully understands how babies are made and by how biology works. Yeah. Because that's not how that works. She's still going to be Nathan's daughter, no matter what the timeline is. Yeah, you'd have a different kid. 
It'd be a different kid. Yeah. Wouldn't even, wouldn't be named Shout. Wouldn't look like her. Wouldn't act like her. Nope. Wouldn't be might her even in, be a dude. Wouldn't be her in any sense. Yeah, it might be a boy. So like, there's like that's not how any of this works, Roddy. <laughs> Again, musical shit. Yeah, right? musical. It just shit. has to be musical shit. Did you also notice that the Repo Man, fucking Nathan, he had Naruto kunais as like some of his tools on his little bench? Oh yeah, I saw like, that. Like straight up, like pulled out of the show. <laughs> Ones that I bought at, like, comic book shops when I was younger. <laughs> and then we go over to the genetic opera around now, right? Yeah, we're to the opera. People, 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 get up and testify. 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 Good God, testify. that song. If you do, you'll, you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> Maybe you are. I, I don't know. They're all testifying about how they really love Gen- Genko. Jinko. Yeah, Jinko Gen- <laughs> is so great. Oh, and we see titties here. Jinko jeans. <laughs> we also see titties here. So when some chick just walks up and she's like, I have boobs. She just like shows her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the genetic opera. <laughs> That's the genetic opera. You, get, you love to see it. I mean, Paris Hilton, which well, I don't know if we said her name. Her name is Amber Sweets. She's the only one who doesn't have the same last name. And I think, oh, he's pissed at her for that, too. He's like, you didn't fucking take the Lagora last name. He's like, I didn't I didn't abandon you when you changed your last name, even though it hurt me so deep or something like that. Like, Shut up, bitch. <laughs> who fucking cares? <laughs> but, dude, her, perf- her performance at the Genetic Opera was pretty iconic. Like, it kind of felt like Fifth Element mixed with, like, Rocky Horror and then Leatherface. Like, it was fucking great. And then her whole goddamn face falls off. Bloody. Looks like it just got sliced off. It kind of looks like, you know, in the, the turkey cuts off Sheriff's face and thanks killing. Yep. And he just, like, has yep. all that red. It looks like that. It looks just like that. It's gross. Fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> and then she, and the, oh, this is at the end of the movie, but she auctions off her face later. <laughs> well, I mean, literally right after that is whenever Blind Mag gets to sing her song. Equally as awesome. She says, take these eyes, I'd rather be blind, and then rips her fucking eyeballs out. And she has like these pointy mechanical kind of fingers, too. Yeah. So like she sticks she sticks them in her eyes, which also just like look they're so shiny, so blue, like have this like glisten in them. And she sticks her me- mechanic fucking fingers in her eyes, and it's just pouring blood. And you can see her like not even just like taking them out; look like she was going in the middle of them, like just destroying them. Oh yeah, she she fucking wrecks them. Because I think she didn't want Roddy to have them. He probably could have still used them. Right, right, exactly. And then, uh, and then Roddy, she's like suspended in air during that part, and he like on some like, like cuts pulleys the, the cables. Yeah, he like cuts them, and then she falls and gets impaled on a fence and dies. It's an opera within the opera, so like there's an audience to this, and they're watching. They're like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" And then he's like, "It's part of the show." Yeah, he's like, "It's all part of the show," and it's like, "She's definitely dead, guys." But really <laughs> though, can't you just get away with that in any show? Like you can just murder someone right there and just be like, "It's part of this." It's part of the show. You can get away with it for at least, like, an hour until somebody really figures it out, right? I don't know, dude. I feel like it'd be, like, one of the better places to just get away with murdering people right in front of other people. Like, I feel like (laughs) people are so dumb to just be like, oh, yeah, you did really good on that. Good special effects. Look at that. That looks so realistic. so real. Kind of smells real, too. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's whenever Nathan shows up. Yep. And it turns into this whole thing where, like, they're, again, acting like they're doing a play 
on the play and they're like i got your dad and she's like don't kill my dad and roddy's like you gotta get this gun and shoot your dad and she's like and then i pull out my gun (laughs) bing bong she's like if tom cruise don't get out of the closet you don't get out of the closet right now and then i pull out my gun She's like, I'm not going to kill my dad. And he's like, if you kill my dad, you will get Gene Co. Baby. Gene Co. Baby. Gene Co. Baby. Gene Co. Jeans with the really big legs and the super baggy. Jingle, jingle, Gene Co. Baby. <laughs> On the rooftop. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's my second to last note. So I only have one other note. Oh, a couple more. Yep. And it's... Uh, Roddy ends up taking the gun back from Shiloh and shoots Nathan. And then Roddy just like has a heart attack. Well, I also did really like when they were singing and um, Shiloh was like, you used my mother's death to use my father. You used my father's death to use me too. <laughs> That's when I completely decided because like I was on the, I was on the cusp of this this whole time. I was like, is this music terrible or am I just being a dick? And then when this happened, I was like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like really you you rhymed use me with use me with use me too use me used me to use him to use me and then you use me again and then you used me too like that's stupid and then dad gets shot <laughs> yep she's like dad loved you now you're dead she was like but now you're she dead like, and she sings Nathan, about it for a really Nathan, long time you were we're my dad. You got killed by Danny DeVito, who's not not my dad. Oh, daddy, daddy, daddy. You were, and then she was like, "Remember that time? Remember that time, Dad? We had ice cream on, on that sunny day, and we were just we were so happy, Dad. You're my best friend, Dad." And that's the end of the movie. Basically, the end of the movie. Um, Roll credits. Yeah, there was a, there was like a little bit more. There was like a little bit more because then we go, we see the grave robber dude, and he's like, "Little girl dead, castle for the taking." And there's Z- Zendaya surgery, Zendaya surgery, <laughs> and then uh, they auction off Amber's face, and it's like Luigi, Luigi murders the top three bidders. Pavi wins the auction, and where's Amber's face in, in pride? And then that's the end. Ew. <laughs> it's fucking weird. I don't know. <laughs> this was this was the hardest thing that I've ever like thought about talking about. But talking about it was good because I feel like the atmospheric stuff and all the other stuff that we talked about in the beginning, like I think they did make this a good episode, and I feel like it was good that we kind of didn't just go. I mean, we did go scene by scene, but I'm glad that that was a smaller Not portion of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So I think there was 12 kills in this. If anything, I was a little Sounds right. Yeah, if anything I was a little bit low, there might be like closer to like 14, 15, maybe even just 13, but I'm pretty sure there's 12. I, I think I got it right. There are a few things that like also like there's like the mother that died like previously and stuff. I didn't count stuff like that, but like I don't know if you want sure. to, it could be it's a little variable, you know, there's a few things in this that you could count or could not count, I guess. 
Yeah, no, I get that. One pair of boobs, which actually, uh, the longer this was going on, I did not think that was going to happen. Uh, it was pretty unexpected, honestly. It was random. It didn't really need to happen, but I was fine with it. <laughs> so there is a review from Brat on Letterboxd that says, made 188000 on an $8.5 million budget because it spent all of its money on casting Paris Hilton instead of hiring My Chemical Romance to compose the music. Nevertheless, <laughs> I think it's bold and admirable to make a movie that caters exclusively to the marginalized suspect or sub subgenre basically of emo girls who love horror and did theater in high school i am that one percent three stars and alike honestly that's a really good review that's the greatest fucking review that is like so good like i i could not have said that better yeah i, I there's nothing else to say we shouldn't have even done the episode just read that oh never mind um elena spelled e-l-a-i-n-a said it better uh they said i want goth paris hilton to spit on me <laughs> yeah that's they these two people like, put that in a capsule, in a time capsule. They get it. They get it, man. <laughs> they really get the movie. Um, unfortunately, I'm um, going to break the cycle. Roger Ebert did not want to watch this, did not review it. Oh, dumb. I, was, I mean, he was still around at this time. I was hoping that by some chance he might have, but it did not surprise me bummer. that he didn't <laughs> watch this. Really wish he would have. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. W- would you recommend this, James? No. I would not. I don't recommend it. Um, but I would say that I don't recommend it because I don't know anyone. There's there's no one that I can think of in my life that I could recommend it to. I feel the same way, but you know what's really weird? This was easily um, one of the most requested horror movies to scream and a horror soup. Wow, that's interesting. I'm not kidding. I have received a lot of requests. It is on the upswing. Maybe it's going to have a resurgence here in the next couple of years. I've received a lot of requests on this to Horror Soup directly, to Scream directly, to the Horror Movie Request email. There's been a lot of Repo the Genetic Opera. Interesting. I, I hope I hope that it gets more attention. I really do. That was why when I got the Patreon pick for this, I was like excited to do it because I was like, okay, a lot of people are suggesting this, so I guess like this is... This is where I have to do it now. Let's see what's what it's about. Yeah. Um, shit, I didn't do a fuck Mary Kill for this. Oh no, I got it. Um, Roddy, probably one of the faces on the face guy. Just one of his faces. Yeah, not Paris Hilton's face though. Okay, sure. One of his random faces. Yeah, yeah. Just the you. face, and then me. Cool. Um, I'll kill Roddy. I will fuck you. I'll marry a face. They don't talk back. We're gonna live a long, happy life together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's gonna live it's gonna outlive you, I'm sure. Yep. So, as you know, we've been doing some Kim clips the last couple episodes, and I have another Kim clip for you guys. Let's get into it. Last big story. I mean, I have so fucking many, but uh and I've told you this before, but it, it's my absolute favorite. I mean, it's my absolute favorite memory of horror, and that's when I saw Jeepers Creepers in theaters, um, I was in first grade, I think I was seven, and I saw the trailer, it was all over, you know, TV, it was the big hype, and I was begged my parents, like, please, please take me to go see it, and they were like, all right, we'll take you to go see it, and at summer camp, I told all my friends, I was like, I'm going to see Jeepers Creepers. Like, I'm so fucking cool. All my friends right? were jealous because it was rated R. <laughs> and the night that my parents took me to see the theater, we showed yeah. up. And I was like holding both of their hands. So my right hand, I had my dad. My left hand, I had my mom. And we walked into the theater. And it's all like 20, 30-year-olds, like young people going to see this fucking movie. And we get in line. And 
the entire fucking line just gets dead silent and stares at me. And I heard this lady like, is this little girl really going to see Jeepers Creepers? And I remember feeling so fucking cool because I was like, hell yeah, my parents are letting me see this fucking movie because they're a badass. And yeah, saw it. I was scared to death, shitting my pants, but it was awesome the whole time. I was like on the edge of my seat in the theater. Couldn't have been more happy. One of the best memories of my life. And yeah, I got to thank the rents. Boo, Victor Salvo, boo. Your favorite memory is built on a lie, boo. <laughs> no, Kim, that's a cool memory. It's a great story. It's a great story. I wish it was a different movie, but it is a great story. I'm glad to know that Kim has always been about us. <laughs> so if you guys want to send an audio clip like that and like a little like small story, just keep it like three minutes max, go ahead and send one in and I'll play it right here on the show. Also, if you need help with like where to send it to me, if it's like too long or something, just like message me like anywhere, email me and I'll help you out. You can like Dropbox it to me or something like that. We'll figure it out. So like I said a little earlier, this month's bonus movie discussion is Cats, which really kind of just captures what is going on here today. Another fucking music. If you want more musical stuff, I could probably guarantee that that's probably the last thing that you'll hear. Like maybe Sweeney Todd <laughs> or like Rocky Horror eventually, but until that happens, like... I don't really see it happen again anytime soon. The other tiers, of course, include polls, movie commentary, Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone, the new tiers that I talked about earlier, bonus Amityville content, the entire back catalog of I'll Suck Your Blood episodes, and the ability to pick a movie or TV show. Bunch of other stuff. If you stop by, make sure to join the Discord server for horror memes, conversations, and much more. It's basically just a lot of people that like horror movies yelling at each other about things that other people say they don't like at the moment. <laughs> it's fun. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's a good family to be a part of. <laughs> and um, I want to read... Uh, oh, wait. And all of that, again, I'm sure you know. But patreon.com slash horror soup. I've been told in the past that there's a lot of stuff that I do that I don't talk about on the show. And I like asked like a close friend who listens to the show all the time because I knew they'd give me the honest answer. And they were like, yeah, honestly, if I didn't like follow you on Instagram and like pay attention to all the stuff you do and whatnot, I wouldn't even know that you had a Patreon or like did this or that or anything else. And I was like, fuck, do I really not focus on shit like that? <laughs> so if anyone's wondering why there's like a lot more of like discussion of all that stuff lately than there has been in the past, that's why I'm trying to make it people aware of other stuff that's happening. Yeah, people need to know. But I want to listen to or, or read a couple listener reviews and emails. Or actually, I don't think I have a review right now. So I want to list, uh, read off a couple things from the listeners right now. Samantha Hatfield on Patreon says, I'm struggling to think of any horror questions for some reason, but I do want to say that whenever I get in my car, horror soup is the first thought, especially lately. First off, thank you. That's really, really good to hear. I've been listening. Oh, shit. I've been feeling overwhelmed with life and work and such, but when I turn horse soup on, I feel silly and lighthearted and it's easier to get through the day with a good attitude, even if it's a stressful day. That's, again, really awesome to hear. Hey, man, that's what it's about. She goes on to say, I hope it never ends. I'm ready for a 65-year-old Caleb telling a 65-year-old me through my car speaker that Amityville number 564 actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and i want to say i'm very ready for that kim isn't i'm ready to drag her through it though we'll get there it's gonna happen. we're going till we retire i don't give a shit they're not gonna stop till we retire so who else is gonna do it exactly <laughs> she says i talk about it or reference it to friends at least once a day and when there's no new episode i just pick a random one even if i've heard it multiple times when kim and james are co-hosts the banter jokes and bullshit murder me in the best way i even had a dream the other day where my display screen said world war z but i only heard caleb and Bree, so my immediate thought was where the hell is miguel <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out, Migs. <laughs> that's enough. Nice. That's enough being sappy. I just need to express my love for horse soup. And as an artist, I think hearing the influence you have on other people's lives is one of the better feelings in life. And I want to share. P.S. Bring back your grandpa and Cheryl Lou Who. Thanks. Yes, please. Dude, that was so fucking awesome. And that really made my day reading it. And it honestly made my day a little more reading it right now with James. I'm glad you were here to hear that too. And I'm sure Kim is oh, going to love man. it when she hears it. Yeah, that made me feel great. I mean, same to Bree and Migs and Cheryl and my grandpa. I've been trying to get my grandpa back on forever. He has said no every time, but every time I have asked Cheryl to come back on, she said yes. And I just confirmed again like two days ago that she'll do it. So I'm going to try to do that nice. soon. I think she wants to do like the exorcism of Emily Rose or something. I'll probably just do that for her because that's what she's been wanting to do. There you go. That'll be great. So again, thank you, Samantha. Thank you so much. That was awesome. And Gina Cavallo says, I just finished your episode on Hostel. There is a part three. And I just want to say that I'm never going to live this down. You're never going to live it down. <laughs> I'm never going to fucking I'm live gonna, this I'm down. Sending, I'm sending you an email next week. Yeah, just do it. It's fine. <laughs> hey, dumbass. There's a hostel part three. <laughs> Thank you, Gina. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I'll watch it, guys. I'm just going to cover it. I'm going to fucking cover it. <laughs> You have to now. It's like an apology episode. Dude, I'm just going to send Maria a fucking mic in Washington, because I guess I haven't told anyone else either. If you, if anyone's wondering why Maria isn't on the show, she is expecting child. So if you guys want to give her her congratulations and whatnot, you know where she is. She's at Bloody Mary on Instagram. It's like B-L-D-M-A-R-Y-Y-Y or something like that. Go give her congratulations if you want. She's expecting a baby. I don't think I know the gender yet. I don't think she told me. I don't know if she knows. Um, She's expecting a little baby. She's over in Washington now, so... Maybe I'll just send her a mic and stuff, and they'll just be like, hey, there we got to go. do Hostel 3. <laughs> and the gratitude and the happiness and the going back to old things, uh, vein of things. I just want to give a shout out again to like all the podcasts that made this podcast what it is today and like the main inspirations. They were the reasons I started this show way back in the day. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know, but it was Morbid, The Horror Show, and last podcast on the left last podcast really gave me that side where i was like okay you could just have comedy say ridiculous things whatever blah 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 make weird fucking jokes and noises and voice and like you know different voices blah 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 the horror show taught me that you can just talk about a horror movie in the way that you could talk to a friend about a horror movie just in real life and just record it and just say whatever the fuck you want and just in, in the midst of the conversation and just have fun with it and i don't think i'd be doing the podcast the way it is without that. And of course, shout out to Ash and Elena from Morbid who have just helped me every step of the way of this, done a lot for me, and really just like believed in me early on when I had like five listeners. So thank you to all those people. And nice. of course, Mr. James right here. I found him later on after I started the show, but James has really been my rock this whole time. <laughs> so warm and fuzzy today, man. I don't know why this happened on Repo, but... This definitely gave me a headache before we started, but it ended well. <laughs> there you go. That's great. So if you guys want to keep up with all of our stuff, you can go. I just mumbled a lot. If you guys want to keep up with all of our stuff, you can follow our Instagrams at Horror Soup and at Night Shift Video. That's night with N-I-T-E shift video. Follow my Twitter at Horror Soup Sucks. Follow our letterbox reviews at Horror Soup Caleb and at Night Shift Video. Send any inquiries to HorrorSoupYahoo.com. And then check out our YouTubes, too. I'm at Horror Soup. James is at Night Shift Video. We're not, like, super active on them, but they are there. You can watch the old stuff. And then, you know, 
subscribe and then eventually when we are active again one day and we figure out some cool stuff to do it'll be there we're working on stuff mm-hmm. we're, we're doing that. i think james is kind of over video but i'm working on stuff <laughs> james will do it again i'm gonna get him to do it again <laughs> <laughs> oh, eventually. I, I have some things planned for, for next October. We'll see if it happens or not. Hell yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, and thank you to Tom, a.k.a. the Mutant Members Only Club, and Ross Lee for making the music that you are hearing on this episode. Love it. Repo. Thank, uh, shout out Paris Hilton. Shout out Paris Hilton. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me Harasu. Give me, give me Harasu. Give it, give it Harasu. Would you like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and lick out your bowl. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it. Horror soup, horror soup. Horror soup will keep you well fed. Its gorgeous smell could wake the dead. Vegetable is just forgettable. If you're in it, to do. Simply gobble on down some of the spooky stew. We'll wine and dine a hungry Frankenstein. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your sweetie cause your private chef I'll be your just dessert You can even drink it from a cup I'll do the washing up I'll do the washing up I'm getting full I'm getting full. My belly's gonna burst My belly's gonna burst Oh can you see my psychic energy Grubs up Baby grubs up Give me horror soup Give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it, grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it, horror soup, horror soup. He can't even look after himself. All right, it took me a little bit longer, but I'm fucking back. So open up your fucking window. I'm out here. I'm fucking out here with the 22, bro. I'm fucking ready.